Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Now, today, um, I'm teaching a subject that I've entitled The Mixture. The Mixture. The Mixture. What do I mean by the mixture? I will explain it to you now. Uh, but, you know, sometimes a lot of thought goes through my mind as a pastor. Not like I'm questioning. No, I can't question God. I don't question God. But it's like, I don't understand. I want to understand. I keep asking why. Why? Uh, because sometimes you see people who are Christians. You see people that as far as you know, as a pastor or as a man, they are very faithful. They are very righteous. But their life seems like they have challenges. That seems like many a times. I'm not saying it is. I say it seems like. Uh, the blessing they are supposed to receive as Christian or from God, it seems and it looks like they are not receiving those blessings or their life is in turbulence, you know. So not like I'm questioning God, no, 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 far from it. But it's like I'm asking, but not like I'm also asking God fiscal, but in my mind, you know, I'm thinking, I'm asking, why, 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 you know, as you pray for people and there's no breakthrough, and there's no testimony, you're asking why. And one time for the past three months, what the Lord began to show me, even though I didn't open my mouth to ask him, but in my mind, in my heart, in my spirit, I was asking. He just began to give me understanding, like a floodgate. So the Lord, one of the things that the Lord said to me, which is the main cause or the main reason why many Christians don't seem to see the glory of God, Amen. Or to have testimonies in their life in connection to God is because many Christians have mixed things. That's what the Lord told me. One, this is not the only thing, but this is one of the main things. They they have mixed things. Things have been mixed. Amen. And because things have been mixed, that is why they don't see glory. But if only they can separate things and deal with things as individual, uh, as it is, then they will see glory. So some of the things the Lord has showed me, the Lord revealed to me regarding the mixture, that is what I want to share with you. So that is why the title of today's message is called what? The Mixture. The Mixture. Now, many Christians have mixed a lot of things. Many Christians have mixed faith with belief. Amen. Amen. Many Christians have made faith with belief and with wisdom. Amen. Amen. So faith is not belief. Amen. Amen. And belief is not faith. Even though faith is a form of belief. You understand? And the fact that you have faith doesn't mean you have to be foolish. Because many Christians, when it comes to faith, they become foolish. They are not wise. But faith is faith. Wise wisdom is wisdom. So many have mixed faith and belief and wisdom. It is mixed. 
So many a time when you mix the thing, what happens is when you think the thing is faith or it's not faith, it's just belief. Or when you think the thing is faith and indeed it be a faith, you are still being foolish about it. You are not being wise. So these are the contradictions that has made many of us struggling. Amen. And I'm glad that today the Lord has allowed us. So we are going to look at the mixture. For example, many Christians mix the Rema word with the Logos word of God. We we'll look at that mixture. Many Christians, for example, mix tiredness with laziness. We are going to look at that. Many Christians mix the gifts or the anointing with education or with experience. They are different. You cannot what? Mix it. Uh, what does it mean to mix it? Uh, what it means to mix it is you take, for example, because you are anointed, you assume because you are anointed, you are equally educated and you are equally experienced. No, 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 no. You can be anointed by uneducated. You can be anointed by inexperienced. So we must not mix it. You can be highly educated by unanointed and inexperienced because each of this one has its main role. That the moment you mix it, you'll be in error. So what God has shown me over the month is, it's not him, it's not him. It is us. If we will be diligent and take our time and look, find the truth in the scriptures and accept it, we will see glory what, in our life. For you to really understand this mixture, for example, many people have mixed their visions or their own dreams. When I say dreams, I don't mean night visions. I mean... You, you dream to be this, you dream to be that. Amen. Many people have mixed it, those things with the reality, with spirituality. Many people have mixed spirituality with what? The physical. So we are going to look at this what? Mixture today. For you to really understand this. Um, yeah, for you to really understand this. But before I proceed, as time will allow me, we'll look at as many mixtures as time will allow me. But there's two scriptures I want us to read. Amen. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 19. If we can open our Bibles to Leviticus chapter 19, verse 19. Leviticus chapter 19. Uh, initially, when we started, the sound wasn't good. We've touched it. By now, it should be good. If we can get a feedback from you to know whether the sound is better now than initially, we will really appreciate it. Amen. So Leviticus chapter 19, verse 19. Mm -hmm. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 19. Uh -huh. Keep my decrees. Mm -hmm. Do not make different kinds of animals. Mm -hmm. Do not plant your field with two kinds of seeds. Mm -hmm. Seed. Do not wear clothing woven of two kinds of material. Amen. So in Leviticus 19, verse 19, God says we shouldn't mix things. He said, do not wear clothing that has been mixed, two different kinds of material. For example, maybe uh, cotton and viscous that has been mixed together. He said, do not mix it. He said, do not let two different animals mix together. Other than that, their seed, their, uh, wherever they give birth will be mixed, isn't it? He said, do not plant what? Two different kinds of seeds in the same vineyard. So Leviticus 19 verse 19, you will see that clearly all God is saying that is we shouldn't want mix it now in context in, in context this was related to holiness amen but today this does not relate to holiness anymore and now you don't become holy by this activity but this thing also means something one of the things the scripture is teaching us is that we should not mix things 
Why? Why is it like that? Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 9 to 11. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 9 to 11 said the same thing. Just that in Deuteronomy, it gives the reason why we shouldn't mix things. The reason why God doesn't want us to mix things. Amen. Amen. Let's read Deuteronomy 22, verse 9 to 11. Deuteronomy 22, verse 9 to 11. Mm -hmm. Do not plant two kinds of seeds in your vineyard. It said, do not plant two kinds of seeds, seeds in your vineyard. In other words, don't mix it in your vineyard. Don't mix two different seeds together. Uh -huh. If you do, mm -hmm. not only the crops you plant, but also the fruit of the vineyard will be defiled. Amen. So he gave the reason. He said the reason is when we do that, it will be defiled. Now, defilement is the opposite of uh, holiness. Holiness means uh, holiness means you've been sanctified, you've been set apart. Amen. Amen. So it's not a sin to mix, but God was saying that when you mix things, it brings defilement. It prevents the separation that you get from the world. Amen. So this is just to show us, amen, amen. that you didn't read to the 9, no. to the 11. The 9 says, do you not plant two kinds of seeds in your field? You are reading to the 11. Um, do not plow with an ox and a donkey yoked together. Two different. Don't mix it. Yoked together. Don't mix it. Ox and donkey. Uh -huh. Do not wear clothes of wool and linen woven together. Don't wear clothes that they've used wool and linen together to wave it. Amen. Now note, today you don't need these things for righteousness so, or holiness. But I'm not talking about that. But what I want you to realize that God was telling us not to mix what? Things. Not to mix things. And there's a reason and a purpose why God don't want us to what? Mix things. Because whenever you mix things, things get destroyed. You see, petrol is a fuel. Diesel is a fuel. But when you mix diesel and petrol and put it in your car, you are in trouble. Even though they are both fuel, you cannot what? Mix it. But if you put your petrol, petrol alone, your petrol car, and diesel alone, your diesel car, you are in good what? shape. Even though both are full, the moment you mix it, you are in trouble. This is how many people have mixed things. Like marriage, many people have mixed marriage. People say, I want to marry the person that loves me. But they are looking at money, they are looking at big ass, they are looking at paper, all those things. So you see that the purpose and the essence of marriage, the person has what? Mix it. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. So we are going to look at this mixture. Now I've chosen certain things that I have seen that many Christians have mixed it. Amen. Before we look at it, just put your hand, your right hand on your heart. Just put and, and say, you are going to say this prayer after me. After I will lead you and just pray. Pray. If you can pray in tongues or in the spirit, pray in tongues. But if you cannot pray, after I lead you into this, just pray in words. Say, say, say Father, in heaven, Father in heaven, I thank you. I, thank you. I, ask, I ask that grant me, that grant me divine, divine understanding, understanding and, revelation and revelation of this subject, of this subject and of these scriptures. Cause me, cause me to understand, to understand and, let me know and let me know what mixtures what are. Mixtures are. And, by and by your grace, save me, save me from, any form from any form of mixture. Of mixture. Lord, Lord 
I need to understand this. I pray for understanding. And I also ask that help your servant, Apostle Emmanuel, to be able to teach this rightly and accurately. Lift up your voice and just pray for a few seconds. Just pray for a few seconds. Holy Spirit, help, help, help. Let them understand. Let them see it. Let them get it. Let them get it. Let them get it. Let them get it. Kalinda lindiri. Kalinda lindiri. Kishikitunira. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, many people have mixed faith, belief, uh, foolishness, wisdom, and fact together. Many a time, people talk of belief as faith. People talk about faith as a uh, fact as faith. Or people talk of the fact that it is faith. You don't need to be wise. No. When you mix it, you'll be in trouble. Never mix faith, belief, fact, wisdom, and foolishness together. They are separate things. And even though they are connected, it shouldn't be mixed. You must deal with it individually. What do I mean by what I'm saying? Many people, what they believe, be the fact that they believe something, they assume that it is faith. No, faith is not belief. Even though faith is different from belief, there are different kinds and types of belief. But faith is a form of belief. You understand? For example, water, there are different kinds of what? Liquids. Yes. So water is a liquid. Amen. But all liquids are not what? Water. So water is a form of liquid. So faith is a form of belief. But all beliefs are not what? Faith. But many people have belief and they hold it as if it is faith. God does not respond to any belief. He responds to a specific belief which we call faith. I will explain. We will look at it. And another thing many people mix is the fact that they have faith they think it means that they should not apply wisdom. The fact that you have faith or you believe it does not mean just get up and do it. You are to apply wisdom. How do you do it? How should you do it? What do you need to put in place? Amen. Amen. The fact that it is faith does not mean be what? Foolish. And many people too, because of faith or because they believe otherwise, they deny facts. Now faith is not a denier of facts. Faith doesn't deny fact. Belief cannot cancel and overturn facts. Belief or faith will tell you, or let me put like, faith rather will tell you that even though this is the fact, but this is what God says. You see, because when you mix it now, you become foolish. So even though you believe, because you do not apply wisdom, you'll be in trouble. Or even though you have faith, because you ignore the fact, you will be at a disadvantage because fat are fat. Fat is what is on the ground. Let's look at it. Amen. So I'm talking about these five things. Many people mix it. Faith, belief, fat, and wisdom. When you talk of wisdom, you have to talk about foolishness because it's the opposite. Amen. In the Bible, foolishness is not an it's not a, a it is not an insult. It's to show the effect of one's decision. Every decision can be a wise decision or what? 
a foolish decision. Amen. So now, let's look at it. What is what? Faith. What is faith? Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. What is faith? We, we are looking at this foundation so that we will cease from the mixture. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Uh-huh. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Amen. So, it said faith is a substance or, of what, or confidence of what, what we hope for and what we do not what see. Yeah. In simple words, faith is something you believe. Because you are hoping for that thing. Because you are what? Even though you do not what see it. You believe that it will go well with you. You believe that you prosper. You believe that your children what will prosper. So faith is a form of what? Belief. But this faith is a specific type of what? Belief. It is not the general belief. Many people believe in their partners, in their children, which is good. But that is not what? Faith. Many people believe in the system, like United Kingdom system. Many people believe in this system. While there are other countries, the people don't believe in the system. So which is good is belief. But this faith is a form of belief. What you hope for, amen, and what what you are confident, assurance of the things what, even though you haven't seen it. But this faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans, let's read it. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So simply in, in, a, in a simple form, Hebrews is saying that faith is a form of belief. But this belief is only based on, because every belief is based on something. If I believe, if I believe right now that uh, I will get a job, my, my belief is that when I apply for that job, I'll get, so the belief of getting a job is based on me applying on what? That job. Amen. So every faith is based on something. And sorry, every belief is based on something. So what is this faith belief based on? Read it from Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Uh-huh. It says, Consequently, mm-hmm. faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard from the word about Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be reading the King James for me. Okay. So it said, faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is about Christ. But other versions say, faith comes from hearing the word of God. That is the appropriate translation. It said, faith comes from by hearing what? The word. And the word of what? God. Read the King James. So faith, what? Faith is a belief based on the word of God. It comes by hearing the word of God. The word of God. So that is what separates faith from all other beliefs. Please read the King James for me. Uh, King James, Romans 10, 17. Uh-huh. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it said faith cometh by hearing and hearing what? The word. the word of God. The reason why I prefer the King James, I don't need to explain. Then I do not need to go and explain why Jesus, Jesus, what Jesus means, that Jesus means the word, blah, blah, blah. Amen. So it said faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. So faith is based on the word of God. Faith is not what you believe in. Faith is what you believe in based on the word of God. So I believe, many people believe in work. They don't even know God. They say there's God as Jesus. So they still have belief. But when we talk about faith, it is belief only based on the word 
of God. So if that belief does not based on the word of God, it is not faith. It is a simple word, belief. Don't mix it. You can believe a lot of things. Many people believe different things. Fair enough, there's nothing wrong. But the fact that you believe it does not necessarily mean it is faith. Because faith is believed based on the word of God. So if you believe that the man will marry you, it is good. But it doesn't mean you have faith. If the man don't marry you, don't be disappointed in God that God didn't. Because unless God tell, give you his word specific that this man what marry you. So faith is based on the word of God. So any belief which is good but not based on the word of God is not faith. This word of God is when you read or when you hear God, they speak the word of God or when God speaks to you. Praise the Lord Jesus. So this faith based on the word of God is an action word. James chapter 2 verse 17 to 18. Amen. So now what shows that you have faith is not what you say. Saying doesn't mean you have faith. Many Christians confuse faith with confession. Once you confess something, doesn't mean you have faith. Faith is what you do based on the word of God. If you do the thing, then now it shows that you have what? Faith. Please read it for us. James 2 verse 17. To 18. Mm -hmm. Even so, faith. Mm -hmm. If it had not works, is dead and being alone. So to the eighteen. Yeah, a man may say, "Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show that I will show thee my faith by my works." Amen. Amen. So it said, "Faith without works is what dead. Faith without action is dead." And it said, "By faith, it said, with my works I will show you faith, and you without works you cannot show me what." Faith. So what is faith? Faith is not what we confess. Faith is not what we what speak. But faith is what we do based on the word of God. Not this. Because many people believe, oh, if I'm nice, if I do this, oh, this will happen to me, which is alright. But what they believe or what they think is not based on the word of God. So that belief is not faith, but they treat that belief as faith. And when that belief crash, then they are in trouble. God only acknowledge and only follow what? Faith. So when you read Matthew chapter 17 verse 20, it said, if you have faith as small as a master what? See, Don't, we won't read that one today. As small as a master seed. This tells us that faith comes. Faith is not automatic. Now look at the same James chapter 2. But read the 18 to 21. So you see that in, in James chapter 2, 18 to 21, you see clearly there that it shows us that belief is not faith. That there's a difference between faith and what? Belief. Please read it for me. James chapter 2. 18 to 21. First, we read the 17 to 18. Now you are reading the 18 to 21. Yeah, a man may say, Thou hast faith, mm -hmm. and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Mm -hmm. Thou believest that there is one God, thou, do, thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Amen. What so, so he said, listen, faith is action. And say so you people believe there is God, yes, but even the devils what? believe but the devils but he said even the devils believe 
but show me faith without words, and I'll show you that it's dead. In other words, the devils believe God is it, but they don't have faith in God. So they don't accept God as what? Their Lord. So there's a difference between faith and what? Belief. Faith is a form of belief, but there are different beliefs. So you make sure that what you call faith, what you say you are doing, because it is faith, is based on the word of God. If it's not based on the word of God, it is not faith. It is simply what? Belief. I can believe that, oh, this person will honor me, which is good. I can believe that it will go well with me, which is good. But it is belief. But if I believe that God say a hand that does not work should not eat. So as I work, I will eat. And if I believe that God said you will it will cause my flag, my bounds to overflow because I pay tight. As I pay tight now, it is faith. But if just I believe that God will prosper me, it is not faith. It's just a belief. Because when you look at prosperity, there are clear things you have to do. He said, if you obey me, bring back, bring the store, uh, bring into my house. So belief is an action word based on the word. Sorry, faith. It's an action word based on the word of God. Now, any action word that does not based on the word of God is not faith. You are, there's nothing wrong to believe other things. I believe, I believe that, listen, if I go to the gym and I do press-ups, I'll get nice body. I believe that if I jog, I exercise, I'll be healthy. It's a belief that is not faith. So I can jog, I can do exercise, and I'll still be sick. But when I begin to hold God responsible and think, ah, but I ate where I did exercise while my sick. God is not responsible for it. But if I believe that God says he will keep me healthy as long as I obey him and I obey him, then when I'm sick, I say, God, I did what? Believe. So that one is faith. But the other one is what? Believe. Amen. So it said, even the devils what? Believe. But they have no what? Faith. Because faith without action is what? Dead. So don't mix what you believe. You believe that this man is good for you. Good. But if he disappoints, it's not God who has done anything. Because faith is based on the word of what? God. Amen. Now, many people, they have faith. But many people, because they have faith, they try to deny fact. Faith doesn't deny fact. There's nowhere in the Bible that faith says we should deny fact. Because when you deny fact, you are rejecting another truth. So what is fact? Faith rather says that even though this is the fact, but because the word of God says this and I am doing this, it will not happen to me. Even though I am sick, even though I am sick, God says he will heal me if I ask him for healing. So I'm asking him what? For healing. So where faith doesn't deny fact, faith does not say, if you are sick, so I'm not sick, you are lying. Faith does not deny fact. I've seen many people, they come to church, are you sick? Or they've been to men of God, are you sick? No, I'm not sick. But you are sick, but I say I'm not sick. That is not faith. Faith is saying, yes, I am sick, that is why I'm here. But I've come for God to what? Heal me. Because you believe that God what? Heal what? You so faith is not a denier of what fact. Faith rather say this is the fact, but because of God, because of the word of God. No, whenever I say because of the word of God, it means because of what I'm obeying, 
Because knowing the word is not faith. Confessing the word is not faith. We read it. Faith is what you do based on the what? Word. word. Amen. So look at it. I want to show you an example. In John chapter 11. Amen. Chapter 11 verse 11 to 14. Amen. So in John chapter 11 verse 11 to 14. Lazarus died. He died. And they came to tell Jesus that Lazarus is dying. You will notice that Jesus did not deny that fact. That Lazarus is what? Dead. He rather acknowledged that fact. But he had faith that God will raise what? Lazarus back. Because he said he has already spoken to God and he thanked God that he has what? Heard him. So you see that he did not deny that fact. Even though he knew God will raise Lazarus back with him, uh, through him. Amen. Look at it. John chapter 11, verse 11 to 14. John chapter 11, verse 11 to 14. Mm -hmm. These things said he, and after that he said unto them, mm -hmm. Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may wake him out of sleep. Mm -hmm. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. How be it Jesus spake of his death? But they thought that he had spoken of taking of, of rest in sleep. Mm -hmm. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. So note, this is when they came to tell him that Lazarus is sick and is dead. So the Bible said Jesus spoke to him, to his disciple, cried, now listen, Lazarus is what? Dead. Let's go and I'll go and what? Raise him up. Yeah. He did not deny the fact that what? Lazarus is dead. Now look at the 21 to 23. Amen. I want to show you an example of faith is not a denial of what? Fact. Amen. Mm -hmm. John 21 verse 23. Mm -hmm. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my mm -hmm. brother had not died. Mm -hmm. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Mm -hmm. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Amen. Amen. So you see that at the beginning, Jesus said to them that Lazarus is dead. Now, when he walked to Lazarus' place, and Martha can say, if he were here, he wouldn't have died. He didn't say, he, listen, Jesus didn't say, hey, stop saying that Lazarus is not dead, he's awake. No. He said, don't worry, he what? Rise again. He did not deny that fact. Yeah. But he spoke of faith that he will rise again. Why did Jesus say Lazarus will rise again? Because when we read the 41 to 42, God has already assured him that Lazarus would be what? Risen. So he swear that Lazarus will rise again based on what God has said to him about it. But he never denied the fact that Lazarus is dead. Amen. Let's read it. Amen. The 41 to 42. John 10, 41 to 42. John 11, sorry. John 11, mm -hmm. 41 to 42. Mm -hmm. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Mm -hmm. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast helped me. Mm -hmm. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people... Note, note, I thank God that thou have heard me. Before he came, he's already prayed to God about it, and God has agreed. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm even saying this now because of what? The people, finish the 42 for me. But because of the people who mm -hmm. stand by, I, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Amen. Amen. So clearly you could see that Jesus had faith to raise Lazarus. If you continue to read... He did indeed what? Raise Lazarus. Yeah. But he did not deny the fact that Lazarus was dead. So faith is not a denial of fact. But faith is to say, even though this is the fact, because of the word of God that I'm obeying. No, because if you don't obey the word, you don't have faith. 
because the word of God or because God has spoken to me or because his servant said this, because of that, this fact will not be or I will come out but a never denying fact. Because the fact will help you to be wise. Amen. The next thing that many people mix with faith is that because they have faith, they feel to be wise. Because they have faith, they think it's faith. You should be foolish. Matter of fact, I've even heard same pastors talking. A radical faith is like you are being foolish. Please, it is not true. If you have faith, does not mean be foolish. If you have faith, does not mean do not apply what? Wisdom. Because faith, when you believe based on the word of God, you have to find out how will you go about it? When should you go about it? What do you need to put in place in order to this thing that you believe, follow it or for it what? Manifest. Faith doesn't mean be foolish. Faith doesn't mean do not apply what? Wisdom. The fact that the word of God says, uh, Amen, doesn't mean just be there. Amen. And I want us to look at it ourselves. Amen. Now look at Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. I want to show you something there. Mm -hmm. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Mm -hmm. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. So faith, whenever you have faith, you must apply wisdom to it. Faith comes with wisdom. Faith doesn't mean be foolish. Amen. If God say, if you hear the word of God say, I whatever, for example, you say, if you drink any deadly thing, it will not harm you. It doesn't mean be foolish and now when you see any deadly thing, begin to drink it. No. It means as you drink the normal things that are not deadly, because any normal person will not be drinking deadly things. For whatever reason, if the thing is deadly, it will not what? Harm you. But you can be foolish and say, that's this word, so I'll go on and I'll be drinking any deadly word. Sign, I'll let me drink it. You will die. Because you, know, you are being foolish. You are not adding, applying wisdom with what? Your faith. Amen. Now, let's read it. Proverbs 4, verse 7. Mm -hmm. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Uh -huh. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all that getting, get understanding. So it said wisdom is the principal thing. Principal means the first thing, the choice thing, the chief thing. And it said, therefore, get wisdom. So meaning with, with, with wisdom, it means everything we do as Christians, the first thing, we must always attach to his word, wisdom, wisdom. Yes, you believe that God will do it, but the way you are going about it, is it wise? That's the question. Because even though God will do it, if you go about it in the wrong way, you will fail and it will not manifest. So it says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, seek what? Wisdom is the first thing, meaning everything you must apply wisdom. And when we read Mark chapter 6 verse 2, Mark chapter 6 verse 2 gives us the indication that wisdom, things are done by wisdom. Anything you see that has happened, that has been done, it takes a level of wisdom. Wisdom is simply the practicality, the wise way of going about a thing. So everything in life, you can go about it in the wise way or the foolish way. You can be driving wisely or foolishly. When you see a speed camera and it is 30 and you are going 40 and you pass through, that is not wise, isn't it? Uh -huh. So that's, wisdom means going about it in the wise way, 
that will be what? Blessing, meaningful, and fruitful, and peaceful what? unto you. Amen. So look at Mark chapter 6, verse 2. Mark chapter 6, verse 2. Yeah. And when the Sabbath day was come, he mm -hmm. began to teach in the synagogue. And many, began, many hearing him were astonished, saying, mm -hmm. From whence had this man these things? And what wisdom? Is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought out by his hands? So Amen. when they saw Jesus teaching and the signs and wonder, they say, Where from this man that such wisdom has been given unto him by which he performed this mighty what works? So it takes wisdom for things to be done. It takes wisdom for mighty works to be done. So faith always goes with what wisdom. Bible says it's the principal thing. The first say God said, this person is your husband. Does not mean just start and No. You must know that even though this person is your husband, you must get to know him. Amen. You must know him because maybe as you get to know him, you will know him, you will know him, and you work out things. Amen. I want to show you an example of wisdom. In connection with faith in the Bible. Because many Christians, the moment that they hear that God says, or God speaks to them by the word, and they are quick and they have faith, no, they just take off. If God has called you to serve him, it doesn't mean stop work. It doesn't, if you stop work, you broke. It just means that serving, anything you do is to enable you to what? Serve him. Amen. And that one of the words you keep, you hear them saying, God will provide, God will provide. But they will be sinking and sinking and in trouble. Because, yes, God spoke. Yes, God quickened them by his word. But did they apply wisdom? Did they go about it, what? With wisdom. So look at example. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 1 to 4. I want to show you a physical example in the Bible where wisdom goes with what? Faith. And you see that without wisdom, even though he believed, even though someone had the word of God, he would have what? Failed. Amen. So in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1 to 4, the Bible says, God Almighty sent Samuel to go and anoint David as king. So clearly he had the word of God, isn't it? Yeah. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And look at what Samuel said. The Bible says, Samuel said to him, Amen. Amen. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 1 to 4. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said unto Samuel, mm -hmm. How long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him for reigning over Israel? Mm -hmm. Over Israel. To the fall. Mm -hmm. Fill thy horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take an heifer with thee. And say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do. Amen. Amen. So the Bible said, God Almighty said to Samuel, that go and anoint David as king for me. So that is the word of God. He has to believe. But look at what Samuel said. He applied wisdom to God. He said, God, if I go. No, he didn't say I won't go. He said, God, if I go now and saw here that I have anointed David as king. Saul so what? Kill me. And look at what God said. God didn't say, you don't have faith. He said, okay. Then, when you go, say that you are coming to what? Perform sacrifice for me. And perform the sacrifice and invite Jesse, David's what? 
from and when they come to the sacrifice, then anoint what David what with oil. So you can see that God Himself and someone, even though He heard the word of God, even though He has faith, He applied what wisdom. He could have just gone. And if he had gone without applying wisdom, even though he has heard the word of God, he has received it, he would have died. Saul would have killed him. How did I know Saul would have killed him? The same verse, Samuel chapter 22, verse 9 to 19. In the same verse, Samuel chapter 22, 9 to 19, you will see that the priest gave David bread. Listen, they gave David bread. And when Saul heard that this priest, the priest were men of God, as giving David bread, so killed all of them. So how much more the one who went to anoint David asked him? Even though he's a man of God, he will also have what? Killed him. So what saved Samuel and the priestess? The Samuel applied what? Wisdom to the faith, the word of God he received. Whereas what? The priest did not what? Apply wisdom. Let's read it. First Samuel chapter 22, 9 to 19. First Samuel chapter 22, mm-hmm. verse 9 to 19. Mm-hmm. Then I said to the Edomites, which was set over the servant of Saul, mm-hmm. and said, I saw the son of Jesse coming to know, mm-hmm. to Ahimelech, the son of Agitha. Mm-hmm. And he inquired to the inquired of the Lord for him and gave him victuals and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. He gave him virtuous food and the sword of Goliath. Uh-huh. Then the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, mm-hmm. the son of Anita, and all his father's house. Mm-hmm. The priests of that were in Nob, and they came all of them to the king. And Saul said, Hear now, that son of Ahitab. And he answered, Here I am, my lord. And Saul said unto him, Why have ye conspired against me, thou and the son of Jesse? In that thou hast given him bread and a sword, and hast inquired of God for him. And he should rise against me, to lie in wait as at this day. Then Ahimelech answered the king and said, And who is so faithful among all thy servants? As David, which is the king's son-in-law, and goeth at the bidding, and is honorable in thy house. Did I then begin to inquire of God for him? Be it far from me. Let not the king impute anything unto his servant, nor to all the house of all my father. For thy servant knew nothing of all this, less or more. And the king said, Thou hast surely, thou shalt surely die, Ahimelech, though thou and all thy father's house. And the king said unto the footmen that stood about him, Turn and slay the priests of the Lord, because their hands also is with David. And because they knew when he fled, and did not show it to me. But the servant of the king would not put forth their, their hand to fall upon the priest of the Lord. And the king said to Doeg, Turn thou and fall upon the priest. And Doeg and the Edomite turned and he fell upon the priest and slew on that day Four score and five persons that did wear a linen effort. Amen. So he killed 45 priests. Wow. 45 priests. Why did he kill them? Because they gave David virtues, bread, and one sword. So imagine Saul, uh, someone anointing David for king. That one, the Saul will finish his entire generation. But what saved Samuel? Not he heard the word of God, but he was wisdom. He went about the word of God. Word wisely so faith comes by hearing the word of god everything we do based as we obey the word of god is faith but we have to go about it with what wisdom what is the separate the same way that i'm obeying 
that you are obeying. The same way we obey, but me and you might have to go about it separate. Why? Because of our circumstances. Because of our situation. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because of our background. Because of our shape. So, what do you need to do? What do you need to put in place? What is the process you need to go through till that work finally what? Manifest. That is wisdom. So, faith binds with wisdom. Faith is not against you. Being wise as to it. No, the wisdom of faith is how you go about, about the obeying the word of God what? wisely. Faith doesn't mean denying. And make sure anything you believe, because you believe it, you don't consider it as faith. One of the things I've heard many Christians say, it, they will say, but I believe that, but I believe that. You believe is good, but if it is not faith based on the word of God, God has no responsibility in what? Honor it. It is only the faith that God has what? A responsibility of what? Honoring. So what you believe is good. But make sure if it is not faith, do not treat it as faith so that later you begin to blame God. The fact that you believe is not necessary what? Faith. Amen. I would like to drive on. Amen. Another thing many people mix is the Rhema word of God and the Logos word of God. Amen. Now, the word of God is in two, it, 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 it has two words, amen. One is called the Rhema, and one is called the Logos, Word of God. Now, God is still speaking today, amen. So what is the Logos Word of God? This is what the Logos Word of God. The Logos Word is, stands for the written word, word, it is fixed. You cannot do anything about it. This word is forever, it's everlasting. It is as valid as yesterday, as today, as forevermore. In that same situation A, what this word said about it is the same. In situation B, what this word said about it is the same. Even 50 years time is the same. So the Logos word is what? The, uh, the written word, word of God as recorded in the Bible. This is the one that is what? Everlasting. Now, what is the Rhema word of God? The Rhema word of God is when God speaks to you. When God speaks to you now. Amen. Either by a dream or by vision or into your hearing or even by the scripture. Now, that word, the Rhema word is not necessarily an everlasting word. Because the Rhema word is the word of God to you in that moment. Specifically in connection to that situation. So as time goes on, as the movement change, as the situation change, the rhema word can also what? Change. So the same rhema word that God speaks to me in this situation, next year if I should find myself in that same situation and I should try to obey that rhema word, I might fail. Then I'll say, oh, but God said, but he said it for that year, for that specific what? Situation. So we must be careful about that. I've seen Christians holding on to the rhema word, the word they say God says, and that one is contradictory to the Logos word. word. Some is not even contradicting to the Logos word. Some, it is true, God said it, but God said it five years ago, when you were single, when your situation, you were single, it is past, you are no more single, so that word doesn't what, hold again. 
but they are still holding on. They will be blaming God. So note this. The Logos word, which is the Bible, is everlasting. The Rhema word has an expiry date. Or let me put it like this. Could have an expiry date. Because the Rhema word is specific in a situation and in a time of frame. Let me show it to you in the Bible. Let me show you an example. So for example, we won't read this now. John 1 verse 1, when he said, In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. The name word, the word there was the, the, the Hebrew word is Logos. The, sorry, the Greek word is Logos. In the beginning was the word and the word was what? With God. And when you look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17, uh, the one that says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God, the, the Greek word was Rhema, which is the spoken, the ongoing word. Word of God, the personal word of God. Some people hear the Rhema word of God and they want to make a doctrine. For example, God said to them, for example, for example, maybe God said to them, do not wear a chain. And now they preach that God said to me, I shouldn't wear a chain. God chain is evil. No. He said to you, for whatever reason, he doesn't want you to wear a chain. But the Bible never said that chain is what? Evil. So Rhema word is a personal word. In context, in specific situation, it's not an everlasting word. It's not a general word. It is the logos word that is everlasting. That is what general. And I want to show you to you in the Bible. Amen. So let's look at Mighty chapter ten, verse one. Mighty chapter ten, verse one. Amen. So in Mighty chapter ten, verse one, Jesus gave a logos word. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. Mm -hmm. and when he... Sorry, Luke chapter 10 verse 1. Forgive me. Luke chapter 10 verse 1. Luke chapter 10. I want to show you the difference between the Rhema word and the Logos word in the Bible. Amen. So that you don't mix it. Amen. Mm -hmm. Luke chapter 10 verse 1. Luke chapter 10 verse 1. Mm -hmm. And after these things the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come amen so bible the only reason we read the one is for you to understand that he was talking about the apostles mm -hmm. the disciples he sent now read the nine for me let's read the nine mm -hmm. Luke chapter 10 verse 9 mm -hmm. and heal the sick that are therein and say unto them the kingdom of god is come nigher unto thee unto you amen so note note in luke chapter 10 verse 1 god sent 70 is it 72 people mm -hmm. he sent them away and the nine he gave this 72 instructions say as you go heal what the sick and cast what mm -hmm. demons that was a logos word it was a word for them whenever they go now look at the same john but look at the 17. Luke. Yeah, sorry, the same look, look at the 17. Luke, Luke chapter 10, 17. verse 17. And the 17 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, mm -hmm. even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Amen. So you see that in Luke, Jesus gave his word. He said, Go and what? Mm -hmm. Cast out demons and heal the sick. When the 72 returned, say, Listen, they obey what you say we should go and do. It happened. That was a logos word. That word has no time limit. That word was for all the disciples. Amen. Amen. But now in Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 to 32, when the 12 disciples was there, we saw that only one of them, which was what Peter, received a Roman word from God for him to walk on water. Mm. 
And when he obeyed, he didn't walk on water. All the others did not try to walk on water because it was a specific, a Roman word for what? Peter. It wasn't a logos word for what? All. And you see that that instant Peter walked on the water, even as he stopped believing, he began to what? Sang. So it means that that word is not everlasting. That is why you don't see us walking on water. But you see us praying for the sick and casting out devil. Because that was a specific word for Peter. Because Peter requested for a sign and God gave it to him. Look at it. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. Or Matthew chapter 14 rather 28 to 32. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 14 28 to 32. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 14, 28 to 32. Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 to 32. And mm -hmm. he, he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sing, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out for, stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. Mm -hmm. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits. To cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Amen. Amen. So you see that in the Matthew 14, it was only Peter that received a word to walk what? Mm -hmm. On the water. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, all the 12 received word, amen, to, have, uh, to cast out devils and what? To heal the sick. And it, it for all disciples, it came down all the way to us. So Peter received a rhema word. So it didn't stand forever. But to heal the sick is a logos word, where that stands for forever. You will see the same, another example with Abraham. There was a covenant with God, with Abraham. And he said, every, every meal in your household must be what? Circumcised forever. That is a logos word of God. So whenever Abraham gives meal, his, uh, give birth to a meal or any meal is born in his household, they have to be what? Circumcised. But then God gave Abraham a rhema word when he said, Go and sacrifice your son, Isaac. It was that instant specific. After there wasn't any word. The Bible said God doesn't accept human word. Sacrifice. So you see that it was a specific word. So both command. One was rhema to him. Specific in that situation. Bible said he was testing him. After that was the end. Amen. But the other one, everyone who come after him must what? Obey it. Let's look at it. So look at uh, Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 2. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 2. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 2. Are, are we following? Yeah. Yeah, Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 2. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 2. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, 
Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Amen. Amen. So this is the word of God to Abraham, but this was a rhema where it was specifically for only him. In regards to his only son, you know, Isaac did say, offer your children. So the moment that was over, that word to Abraham was what? Over. But unlike the Genesis 17, verse 9 to 11, let's read it. The Genesis 17, verse 9 to 11. He said, every male must be what? Circumcised. So that one also was a word to what? Abraham. But that word stands forever. So that was a logos word. Word. Genesis 17, 9 to 11. Genesis chapter 17, verse 9 to 11. Mm -hmm. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in thy, in thy generation. Mm -hmm. For this is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Mm -hmm. Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of covenant betwixt me and you. Amen. Amen. So you see, this was between him and Abraham. I said, everybody must be circumcised. So that is what the logos, what word of what? God. So all I'm trying to say that there's a difference between the Rhema word. The Rhema word does expire. The Rhema word many a time is personal in connection with that specific situation, that specific problem. Like many of the dreams people have, it's just Rhema word. When the dream comes, you deal with the dream, it informs you, you deal with it, you pray, it is over. You must never hold on the Rhema word forever. But you must hold on on the logos word, where forever. I see people who are suffering, and by the Spirit of God, you know, listen, sister, stop this and begin to do that. And you say, oh, but God said I should do this. And you think, ah, is God unreasonable to say you should do this? Meanwhile, truly God said that to her. But maybe God said that to her 10 years ago, when she was in a certain situation, and it was wiser for her to do that, which she did. And that situation has changed. She's come out of that situation 10 years time later. In another situation, she's still holding on. It's like I said, I said to you, uh, go to school, go and learn now. And if you pass, you, you get a job. And you go to school and you learn and you pass, you get a job. Then two years time after, you say you are going to school again. And people ask you why. I say, oh, because I said go to school. But this was three years or four years ago, and you've done it already. So what's going to give? Because I have to learn something because I said you should be learning. You see, you, you rather are not what? Normal. But anyone who hears this would think I'm rather what? Unreasonable. Mm -hmm. But you see, when I said that to you was in that time, in order to get a good job, and you've done it, and it's over. Why are you holding on to what? That way still. Amen. So let's not mix what? The Rhema word and also what? The logos what? Word of God. Amen. Um, another thing many people mix is that we mix our visions or our dream. When I say visions of our dream, I'm not talking about visions as night visions or dream as we dream. I'm talking about where, what we call secular. Somebody say, it's my dream that I become this. My vision is that I will own this or I will have this. So that is the kind of things I'm talking about. I'm not talking about spiritual visions or dreams. So normally people mix visions and dreams with what? Fantasies. Amen. People mix their purpose 
with uh, visions and dreams. People mix reality with what? Talking. Many people think the fact that they are saying it, it means it will come to pass. It is not true. People think the fact that they dream it and they have a vision or their dream, it will become real. No, no. There is reality and there's visions and dream. And there's fantasy. You must make sure that your vision is not a fantasy. Mm -hmm. And you are not holding on to a fantasy as a vision. Mm -hmm. And no matter your vision or your, uh, your dreams are, you must understand that there is reality and the purpose of it are it will become what? Real. Because other than you become a day dreamer. Because it is easy every people to, to attribute everything to God. Everything they attribute to God, which is falsehood. Because a lot of things is not God, it's not about God. I'm talking about good things. It is good you are doing, it's good. But it has got nothing to do with God. It is you. Some, it's just your vision, it's just your belief. But the point I want to make, don't mix it. Don't talk about it. Because when you talk about it, you don't put action. It will not amount to anything. Many people are talking, but no action. So it becomes a fantasy. Many people have fantasies. How you know you have a fantasy? Fantasy, you don't do anything about it. You're always talking about it. You're sure you're happy. But there's no action, practical steps, step by step. There's no plan to achieve it. You are just living. And everything is like, oh, God will do it. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Let's look at it. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 19. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 19. Amen. Amen. So fantasy. Men, a lot of people dream a lot of good things, but many are fantasy. It is far from you. You understand? Yes, all things are impossible with God, but that is when you are working. Uh, it's possible with God, but that is when you are working. You are, you are not being fantasized about it. Amen. And uh, you see the difference. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 19. Proverbs chapter mm -hmm. 28, verse 19. Mm -hmm. He that telleth his land shall have plenty of bread, mm -hmm. but he that followeth after vain person shall have poverty enough. Amen. So he said the one who work, amen, their land will have plenty of what? Bread, abundance. Yeah. But the one who what? Chase fantasies or vain words will have what? Poverty. So work, in other words, Things happen by working, not by fantasizing. He said, those who fantasize, the NIV use the word fantasize, the same as vain. Vain. So you see people, they are not working, he's in the house. She said, or he says, or she says she's a business what? Person. She said, oh, God will prosper me, but she's not working. She has no business plan. She, there's no structure. There's nothing the person is pursuing. That is fantasy. Oh, yeah, oh, I will live in a big house, a very big house, but no practical step, no work towards it, no savings, no finding out about mortgages. It's fantasy. Amen. I didn't say, say those who work their land will have what? Abundance. But those who what? Chase what? Vain pursuit. Or those who chase fantasy. I like the NI version of this. Fantasy is what? Be filled with what? Poverty. Amen. Another word for fantasy, you can use the word what? Daydreaming. Yeah. Read the NIV for me, 28 verse 19. Proverbs 28 verse 19. Mm -hmm. Those who work their land will have abandoned food, but those who chase fantasies will have their fear of food. And many people are chasing fantasies now. Because if the thing don't have practical steps, like people say, oh me, I will drive a car, I will drive a BMW, I will drive a nice car. 
You see? But if you are not even learning, you don't have the license, you say you drive a BMW. That's not a problem. But even if you are not learning to write your theory, you are not learning how to drive, then that moment, it's a fantasy. It only ceases to be a fantasy once you have a plan and now you believe. So now you started learning for your theory. You fail one, two, but you are still going at it. Amen. Amen. It is the work that begat. So when you read Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Much dreaming and many words are meaningless. That's why I said, Don't mix it with talk. Many people have mixed boasting and talking with faith. Or when many people are talking, they think they have faith. No. The Bible says, Much dream, dream. The, the dream says, I'm not as. Uh, spiritual dream as i said like you have a dream of becoming this you have a dream of being that that's your vision he said much of faith and talking is meaningless what does it mean in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 7 it means that no matter what you talk no matter what your dreams are if you are not taking practical steps and you continue to say god will do it god will do it oh god will not feel god will not feel you are lying it doesn't work like that god is real but you god God is not an excuse. As you do it, you will achieve it. Read it for me, Exodus chapter 5 verse 7. Mm. Exodus chapter 5 verse 7. Wow. Where is Aunt Madeline? <laughs> Exodus chapter 5 verse 7. Exodus chapter 5 verse 7. It says, much dreaming and many words are meaningless. Note, much dreaming and many words are meaningless. So whatever you are talking, you are confessing that you do, and you are dreaming, you believe it. If it doesn't accompany by words, the Bible says it's meaningless, meaning it will amount to nothing. That's why I don't like talking. That's why I always check the fruit, what is on the ground. Because when you read Ecclesiastes 5 verse 3, the same Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 6, it says a dream comes true. Whatever your dreams are, whatever your visions are, it comes true by what? Much working. Read it for me, please. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 3. Mm -hmm. A dream comes when there are many cases. Case. Case. Many cases. Mm -hmm. And many words mark the speech of a fool. And so note, it said, a dream, your vision, your dream, what you want comes when there are many cares. Whenever you care about something, what you do? You put action. Yeah. And we say, mark, 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 uh, many words are a mark of what? A fool. Meaning, it is not what you say. It is not how many say, but it is what you do that will make your dream come. Whatever you're dreaming, it is your action. Don't be talking, don't be talking. I'll do this, I'll do this, God will do this. Without an action, it won't come true. It doesn't work like that. This is one of the weakness. Many people, anyway, it won't, it won't work like that. Matter of fact, God is against lazy people. One of the things maybe can allow us to see that we start, many people have mixed laziness with tiredness. Many people call laziness tiredness. When they are being lazy, they claim, they claim they are tired, but it's pure laziness. And when you are lazy about this, a lot of things will not come in what? Handy. So all I'm saying that this vision, talkless, talking doesn't guarantee anything. It is what, what you do. Amen. And look at Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. It said, all hard work brings what? 
profit. But mere thoughts leads to what? Poverty. So whenever you are talking more than what you are doing in regards to your ministry, in regards to your dreams, your visions, it won't amount to anything. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. Please read it for me. Amen. Mm-hmm. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Amen. All hard work brings a profit. Note the Bible says all hard work, but mere what tongues lead to what? Poverty. So mere talk, talking without action will lead you. Poverty means lack. If you are going to profit from anything without your ministry or vision, it is the work you put in. Stop saying God will, God will. And say that in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I will and start at it. God will not work for you. Work means doing whatever needs to be done. No amount of prayer can replace what you need to do. Pray and fast. Pray 40 days and nights. And fast 40 days and nights as a Christian. And me, I will not pray. I will not fast as a Christian. And let all look for job. Me, I will use the time you are praying and fasting to apply for job. Whilst you don't apply for jobs fast and at 40 days, let's see who will get a job. Yeah, you see that even though you prayed and fasted, you didn't get a job. And even though I didn't pray and fast, because I applied for a job, I've got a job. I'm not saying this to say prayer and fasting doesn't work. It works. This morning I was awake 5 a.m. I prayed up to 7 something. But what I'm trying to say, there is a place for everything. Don't make things. Don't use things as an excuse. It will not help you. Prayer is prayer. Fasting is fasting. And what you need to do, a matter of fact, what are you praying for? Because if you are truly praying for something, whatever you are praying for, you have to be doing it. What, no, what, what are you fasting for? If you are fasting for something, then you have to be doing it. If you are fasting for work or praying for work, then you have to be applying for work. Yeah. Exactly. So matter of fact, if you are not applying for work, no need to fast and pray for work. So listen, all the scripture is saying that dreams, fantasy, all those things, purpose, all those things, doesn't really matter. What matters is all the talking, the boasting, I have a vision. doesn't matter. What matters is the action, the work you are doing in regards to it. You want to come out of debt. It is very good. Come. You have to come out of debt. But if you say, oh, I'll come out of debt. Oh, God will deliver me from debt. It's good. But that will not make you come out of debt. If you want to come out of debt, you begin to take pen and paper, calculate, project, and now practical by wisdom, by wisdom. Now decide, I'm cutting this, I'm increasing this. In two years or three years, I'm going to come out of debt. That is how you get. Yes, it is God that will help you. Yeah, God will bring divine help. But there is a rule, which is the work you must what? Do. These are some of the things God has been showing the for the past three months. Why many are what? Struggling because we have mixed what? Things. We have what? Mixed things. Let's read last scripture. Luke chapter 7 verse 35. Then we will look at the last one. Not, not the last one in my note, but I think as time what? Allow us. Amen. So now, one thing I've realized over the years in the Bible, there are two things that cut across the Bible, which is wisdom and, disobedience, and obedience. You see that wherever God says, the issue of wisdom comes in. You see that wherever God says, the issue of obedience comes in. So it means that we must take wisdom very important. 
We, 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 we must focus on wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to do it rightly, to be wise. Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. Bible says anyone who lacks wisdom, let him what? Ask. It, it's quite an insult because it takes wisdom to do things. The person who manufactured your phone, he was able to manufacture your phone because of a certain wisdom he has. Without it, there's no way he can use them knowledge. Because the same knowledge can be used for evil, or it can be used for nothing, or it can rather pop the person. But the wisdom is what turns the knowledge into something profitable. So look at it for me. Look for me. Read Luke chapter 7, verse 35. Luke chapter 7, verse 35. Yeah. Wisdom, but wisdom is proved right by all her children. Amen. So wisdom is proved right by all her children, meaning wisdom give birth. Meaning if you are wise at this, the, the, the reality on the ground what show. So that's what I'm saying, never follow fantasy. Look at the reality. Be honest to yourself. Be honest to yourself. You've been confessing, you've been confessing. But because you are not doing it, can't you see that you are still there? You've been saying, God, God, God. But it's not God. Amen. Whatever is God is equally practical. God, when Genesis say, let them, he said, God, man to have dominion. God created them a garden to take care of it. Man is a doer. Man is a doer. God doesn't do things for men. God equipped men to do it. Even his work, he doesn't preach. Even his work, he doesn't heal. He uses man to preach. He uses man to what? Heal. Because on earth, man is the doer. So God is only a source. God is only your advantage. God is only your divine ability. But you must do it. You must do it. You must do it. And don't mix it. You want to lose weight. If you like, don't do it. You think it will be later, longer. You can be there. Whether you like it or not, two years will come. And your weight will still be the same, no matter your prayers. But if you should do the exercise every day, by three years' time, you lose the weight. Those who don't have been, you see, these are realities. So he said, wisdom is not by his many words. Children, meaning you know it on the ground. So look at Luke. I want to show you the reality. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 to 45. You see, I remember when I used to go to uh, Soul Winning. I've been, I've been Soul Winning for a year, sharing leaflet. And the whole year, I remember only two people stood to speak to me. The whole year, going by myself, neglecting, only two people stood there to speak what? To me. Praise the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. And now nobody came to church because of soul winning directly. And I know by the data, by the foot on the ground, no. And I was praying to God, God help me, this is my weakness. So he gave us Jesus' answer campaign. And now when you look at the data, the data means that it's been fruitful. Yes. If not, we must go back on the table. Amen. Because it's a wisdom is not by its many children, meaning the thing it produces. Yeah. Yeah. Read it for me, please. Luke chapter 6, verse 14. We are reading the scriptures because of what? The reality. Amen. That you must not mix with your fantasies, with your dreams. Amen. Read it for me, please. Luke 6, 14. Mm-hmm. Verse 43. Luke chapter 6, 43 to 45. 
No good tree bears bad fruit, mm -hmm. nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Mm -hmm. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. Mm -hmm. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from brides. A good man, a, 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 a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Amen. Amen. So basically, Jesus was saying that you know the tree by its fruit. Meaning what the tree has what? Produced. In other words, you know you don't know the tree by its leaves. So it is the fruit that speaks. And the fruit is the reality. The worldly people, they call it the data. The data is always speaking. Many Christians don't like the reality. They don't like to face reality. They don't like looking at the data. If you don't do that, you live in a fantastically fantasy world. <laughs> full of delusions and full of nothing. Dreams. And if you are not careful, at the end of your life, you will even be bitter, not only to yourself, but only to God, even to God and even to your pastors. Because you think maybe and others, because you think maybe they are prospering, you their God did not. But it's not God. It's not God at all. It is not God at all. Please. So let's not mix, let's face reality. What is the reality? Check it. The reality is the data. What is on the ground? That is not faith issue. It is the reality. That is it. It is the reality. That is the reality. When I see the tree, what is the reality? The fruit on the tree is apple. So this is apple tree. I cannot say, no, it's pear tree. Or it has to be banana. No. So if it's banana I want and the tree is apple, I say, no. I have to go and find out where I can get seeds of banana to plant. Or why did I, or why did I, why was I thinking that this was what? Pear. But I, I, I can deny it and say, but then, it is apple. Because, you know, it's pear. Or you grow, God will turn it into pear. It will never happen. Because it is what? Apple. But if I face reality, oh, oh, Lord, I thought it is pear, but it's apple. I still need pear. Then I will now, that reality I face, now will force me to think, where do I find pear? How will I get pear tree or pear seed? Then it will order my steps. So we must face what? Reality. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Okay, now, the last thing, because of time, I want us to look at that many have mixed. Say, say, just pray in the spirit for a few minutes. Just pray in tongue for a few seconds. Just lift up your voice and pray in tongue. Because I really want you people to understand this. In the mighty name of Jesus. The essence of this message is just to draw our mind to things that we should not mix things. That we must be able to separate things and understand that these things, even though it is weaved together, are separate individuals. Even though there are five liquids in your car, each liquid in your car is different. The petrol in your car is different than the brake fluid. It is different from the screen washer. It is different from what again? From, from, from the coolant in your car. 
And you must understand that when you put the petrol in the, in the engine to cool your car, you are in trouble. When you put the coolant in what? The petrol place, you are in trouble. Even though all are liquid, but they are not the same. All things work together for good. Note, all things work what? Together for good. But in order for good to come, all the things have to work together. Note, together means in unity, in conformity, in each place for good. It doesn't mix together for good. It works together. So the brake fluid, the coolant in your engine, the screen washer and the petrol, they are all working together for the good of your car. But it's not mixed together. You must understand this reality about God and life. Everything about God, it is about God. It is real. Because if the thing is not real on this earth, then no need. Why should God give us something which is not tangible or is not beneficial to us on earth? Please, do we understand? Okay, let's look at the last one. Now, many people have mixed education, spiritual gift, anointing, experience, knowledge and understanding what together and it is destroying many people and they've also mixed this thing with also age together age is just a number with all respect if you accept this you'll be very happy yeah so knowledge is knowledge you understand is not understand experience is experience education when i say education training i also mean training is what education amen mm -hmm. and skills are our skills anointing is anointing praise the lord jesus spiritual gift is spiritual gift don't mix it together you can be highly anointed but inexperienced when the experience comes you must also accept it you can be highly anointed but you are ignorant of how to manage it so when that knowledge or that training or that education comes you must accept it. You can be highly educated, but you lack knowledge. You are very good to the highly educated, but you don't even know how to relate with people. You don't even know how to keep friends. You understand? Or you are inexperienced. So let us not mix this thing. The moment you mix, especially this one, is like you become arrogant. Without you what? Knowing it. The fact that you know how to cook does not mean that you know how to teach. The fact that you know about mortgages doesn't mean that you know about cars. They all are separate what? Knowledges. So each knowledge that you lack, you must go to the appropriate place to what? Acquire it. So for example, in the hospital, and I always say this, amen. You can be a nurse for 25 years in the nurse. It will never make you a doctor. Yeah. Even though you experience, but the knowledge that the doctor has attained, you haven't what? Attained what? That knowledge. So even though you are in the hospital for 25 years, the doctor is just three years. The doctor is a doctor, and you will still be what? A nurse. But you can be a doctor. But how do you become a doctor? By attaining that what? Knowledge that doctors need to attain, or people need to attain, in order to be what? Doctors. Or attaining that training. Please, do we understand? Let's look at it. So let us not mix knowledge. Let us not mix understanding. Let us not mix experience. Let us not mix education. How do people get this? You don't know. Things just don't happen. Is that what you want? Seek knowledge about it. How do they matter? 
It is sad that many people despise those who have something that they lack. Many people, what they lack, when they see others have it, they despise it. Many people, when they see others have what they lack, instead of to appreciate it and even find out how do I also get it, they begin to make comments and say things that is like the person is lucky or the person doesn't deserve it. You are lying. Even the cocaine dealer knows something you don't know. Right now, if many of you, I believe, if I ask you to get me cocaine, you don't know where to. That's when you see, yeah. You see? You don't know where, someone said I know where to. After the teaching, you are going to have a meeting. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm, I just brought this up to say, listen, I'll, I'll share a story with you. I went for um, um, a training, a security training. And in the training, as I was at the training, we were in a class, maybe about 11 of us at the training, six weeks training. So in the training, one day something just came up. Then they began to speak about prostitutes in this country. And they were saying, the people were saying that, ah, these prostitutes are in houses, like normal houses in normal community. And to me, it was far from me. I didn't believe, not only me, some of us. Then all of a sudden, one guy pointed a house just where we were having the training. Then we may say, look, those two houses, that's prostitute house. I said, no. We all said, this house looks normal. It's not prostitute. I said, it is. It's. We said, how do you know? He said, I know. He gave the reason what shows. We were there within an hour. We saw three guys came and said, look, these guys are coming for the prostitute. This was afternoon, not in the evening. And said, what? They will come out of the windows and they will speak to them. They will agree on the feast before they let them in. And we saw that ditto, ditto. You see, if they haven't brought that out, I was fully ignorant of it. But those who know, know it. So I'm just saying that there are different knowledges. Amen. Amen. So it is ongoing. Never mix it or never think, oh, because you're educated, you have all knowledge. Or because you have training, you have all knowledge. Or because you have knowledge in ABC, you have all knowledge. No. Or because you have understanding of C, you have all understanding. No. Or because you, you, you have understanding of uh, Q, you have understanding. No. It's the same with wisdom. Before you have wisdom about it, doesn't mean you have wisdom about all things. Because things are done by what? Wisdom. Let's look at it so that you see there's a difference. So that you do not what? Mix it. So Exodus chapter 31, verse 1 to 4. Exodus chapter 31, verse 1 to 4. Now in Exodus chapter 31, verse 1 to 4, clearly you will see that there's a difference between wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and skills. Amen. Read it for us, please. Exodus mm -hmm. 31, verse 1 to 4. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bel Bezalel, son of Uri, mm -hmm. the son of Hare of the tribe of Judah, mm -hmm. and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skill, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze. Amen. So God gave him what? Wisdom, knowledge, and what? Understanding and skills yeah. so there's a difference it's not the same yeah. and note he didn't give him wisdom knowledge understanding and skills on how to what govern a country no on but on artistic yeah. how to make artistic things meaning when it comes to farming he could be what ignorant yeah. so meaning even though he has wisdom about all artistic where well, when it comes to farming he, will, he wouldn't have the what yeah. skill he would need to go and what Learn. The only reason we read this is to show us that there is a difference. Yeah. And it is also what? Specific. 
Praise the Lord Jesus. And look at Hosea chapter 4, verse 7, 6, which is, which is a dangerous scripture. Amen. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Mm -hmm. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. It's a popular scripture. It says, My people are perished for the lack of what? Knowledge. For the lack of what? Knowledge. Say they are destroyed. Amen. And the only reason they are destroyed is not because the knowledge is not available. Because they reject the knowledge. They reject the knowledge. Read it for me, please. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Mm -hmm. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I will ignore your children. Amen. Amen. So he said, listen, God said we are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Yes. You need knowledge. Knowledge about marriage. The fact that you are beautiful doesn't know, mean you know about marriage. You are knowledgeable about marriage. You can be ignorant. Knowledge about keeping relationships. Knowledge about getting more mortgage. Knowledge about getting good jobs. Knowledge about relating to people. Knowledge of God. Knowledge simply means information. And he said they are destroyed because of lack of what? Information. And he said the reason why do they lack it? Because they reject it. Knowledge there is available everywhere. I would like you. If we desire a specific knowledge, seek how do people pass their driving test? When you begin to find out, you see that I know a pastor, she told me, she said, I he said my my practical, I filled nine I filled eight times. For the ninth times I passed. And he said, for he said when she was going to sit her seventh time, God told her she had a dream. And in the dream, God told her that this one you will fill, but the ninth one you will pass. <laughs> You know, sometimes when you look, you find out from people how they achieve what you want to achieve. Then you even realize, even motivate, you realize that as for you, you've not even suffered anything, or you are fortunate. You see, but I say, because they what? Reject knowledge. Don't reject knowledge. If somebody is happy, there's a certain knowledge, information, something he knows. Seek to, if you like it, seek to find it. How do people, I'm talking about genuine. How do people, knowledge is information. So the question when you come to knowledge is, how do they know? How do they want to know? How do they? That is knowledge. Wisdom. Wisdom is, how do I? The knowledge you have received, how do you go about it? How do I? How do I? And understanding is, why is it that? You want to understand why with this information, this thing, it produces that. Why is it that? Why is it that? Why is it that? When we were... Uh, when we started this thing and we were struggling our first week, I remember asking myself, ah, but there are people doing it. How come we cannot do it? There must be a way. And I kept reading, I kept making calls reading, and finally we found a way. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So knowledge you must seek. And he spoke about what? Skills. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now let's read. Amen. Acts chapter 7, verse 21 to 22. So you see that Bible in Acts chapter 7, 21 to 22, it says, Moses was educated secularly. Moses was highly what? Educated. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 7, verse 21 to mm -hmm. 22. Mm -hmm. When he was placed outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him and brought him up as her own son. 
Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. When Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his people, the Israelites. Note, Moses was educated in all the what, wisdom of what, Egypt, meaning secular what, education. Yeah. And Bible says he was powerful in what? Speech. So Moses could really speak. He was a good what, statesman. But remember, this was secular education. When he became a priest, when God called him, he said, I can't speak. He didn't know anything. So even though secular, he was highly educated. When he called, you remember when he was called, he told God, I can't speak, call Aaron. So secular he was good, but as a pastor, as a preacher, he wasn't. He was inexperienced. And you know, Moses spent time with Jethro, his father-in-law, who was the priest of Midian. You see that even after Moses, God used Moses for signs and wonders. When Jethro came, he pointed out to Moses, this, you are doing it wrong, change it. And Moses did change it. So even though Moses was anointed, even though Moses was used to perform signs and wonders than the father-in-law Jethro, Jethro was more experienced than Moses. Because Moses stayed with Jethro 40 years. And when he went there, Jethro was already a priest. So at least Jethro has been a priest 40 years more than what? So despite the anointing, despite everything, the experience was different. I want to show that one to you. Exodus chapter 3 verse 1. Amen. So we shouldn't mix it. We shouldn't mix it. Don't mix it. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 3 verse 1. Exodus chapter 3 verse 1. Now mm -hmm. Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. So the only reason why we read this, I want you to know that Jethro was what? A priest. Now read the same Exodus, but let's read the 18. Exodus chapter 18. Verse 13 to 14. The same Exodus chapter 18, verse 13 to 14. Mm -hmm. Exodus chapter 18, verse 13 to 14. Mm -hmm. The next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. Mm -hmm. And they stood round him from the morning till evening. Mm -hmm. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge? While all these people stand round you from morning till evening. Uh -huh. Moses answered him, Because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, What you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Just the 14. Oh, so the Bible said, this is after God has used Moses for miracles. Everything divided the Red Sea. The father-in-law came to visit but when the father-in-law saw how Moses, who is anointed, who has seen God, the back of God, who has been on the mountain, the hand of God, how he's doing the work of God, the father said, no, how you are doing the work of God, you will destroy yourself and also what? Destroy the people. He didn't say, no, I'm anointed or God is with me or if I'm not doing it right, God would have told me. But he listened and he applied what the father-in-law said. Let's read it, the 17 to 24. Moses. The reason why we are reading this is to show that experience is different from anointing mm -hmm. and knowledge and education. Amen. Amen. Uh -huh. Exodus 17, 18, verse 17 to 24. Mm -hmm. Moses' father-in-law replied, What are you doing is what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. Mm -hmm. The work is too heavy for you, you cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. 
teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Let them serve as judges for the people at all times, but let them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases, they can decide themselves. That will make you load, that will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. Amen. To the 24. Oh, 24, sorry. Yeah. If you do this and God so commands you, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. Amen. He listened to his father-in-law and did everything. Amen. But he is highly steady. Those days there isn't any education than Egyptian education. It was the top class. Amen. He was educated. He was highly anointed. But experience is experience. Knowledge is knowledge. He was a priest before you. He has seen things. Amen. So all this thing what? Is different. Don't mix it. Last scripture, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 to 14. Hebrews chapter 5. No, no. Proverbs 22, 29. Let's read that one rather. Proverbs 22, 29. Proverbs 22, 29. Proverbs 22, 29. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29. Mm -hmm. Do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. Amen. So he said, if you are skillful, the more skillful you are in your work, meaning the more good you are with your work, you will serve before important people yourself. So to work at good companies, Talk there. It takes skillfulness, not only prayers. It takes skills. So if you want to a good job, you must educate yourself, train yourself. You must become skillful. You must cultivate that skill. Those who are at the top, they have the skill. If they don't have the skill, everything will eventually what? crash. Like Daniel. Daniel, I said last scripture, but let's read this as last scripture. Daniel chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. You see that Daniel was highly spiritually and physically skillful. He wasn't ordinary. That's why he was able to serve at the presence of the king. It wasn't only because of his spiritual what? Skillfulness. It was also because of his physical Amen. Let's read it. Daniel chapter 1, 3 to 4. Daniel chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. Mm -hmm. Then the king ordered Ashna's chief of the court officials to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Mm -hmm. Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king answered them a daily amount. The three to four. Oh yeah, amen. Amen. So look at the kind of people the king asks. People who have the ability to learn, to study. And read the 17 for me. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17. Mm -hmm. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. Amen. So with these four people, God gave them, they had the what? Understanding and knowledge of all literature and all what learning yeah. today, we say he was widely what read. Yeah. Amen. So, what I'm trying to say the message for today is I don't know if you understand the message, God. I didn't know, but that's what I'm praying. But the message for today is that.
Do not mix things. Do not mix things. All things work together for good. But things does not mix up. It works along what? Side. You see, it, it works alongside. If you look at everything you are using in your house, it is working alongside. It is not mixed up. The telephone is connected to the internet, the modem. But it is not mixed up. Matter of fact, they'll tell you that if you bring the telephone closer to the internet modem, it can drop. You understand? So don't mix things up. Don't confuse yourself by confusing things. Believe it. Be honest with yourself. Call it what it is. Amen. Don't mix it up. Don't mix it up. When you are tired, say you are tired. When you are feeling lazy, say you are feeling lazy. When you are feeling lazy, don't say you are tired. If you don't mix other than that, you will struggle. It is the mixture that is destroying us. That is limiting us. Once you separate things, you will clearly see what you lack. You clearly see your strength. You clearly see your weakness. You clearly see if you are doing well or averagely. You have heard the word of God today. I just want you to pray one minute. I'm going to pray for you. But just pray one minute. Pray one minute regarding this word that you have heard. You know what this word means to you. What it means to you. Just pray one minute. Among other things that you pray, you want to ask God to help you not to mix, to separate things, not to mix things, not to mix things, not to mix things, not to mix things. My land of local shooting and in the mighty name of Jesus. Many of you, you are wasting time. You are wasting time because you've mixed things. You are, you are considering all things to be just the area that you are doing well. But there are a lot of other areas that you are not doing well because you are not doing anything about it. No, separate them. Deal with it one by one. You are the doer. God is with you. God is by you. God is by your side, but he will do it through you, with you. Other than that, it will not be done. If it is church, he said, we, we, some of us are the mouth, some are the hand, we are the, the individual parts. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www dot devotionallightchurch.com God bless you